Let's yeah. go. Ready? Go. Ready? Go. <laughs> um, welcome Thank to you. the Wits Up podcast. Thanks we're, for having me. We're, well, we're speaking for those of you out there who don't know with Aileen. Yes. Is how you pronounce it. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> but is it Reed or more? Oh, it's Reed, definitely. Reed. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Now, um, we were talking about this earlier, the amount of people who mispronounce your name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's mostly Americans, but <laughs> I, I forgive them because I've met enough Americans now that um, they, they don't mean it badly. They just, uh, Aileen's an Irish name and yeah, if they say Aileen, then I'll not hold it against them. It's <laughs> I'll remind them once, maybe. Yeah, right. And if they don't get it, just move yeah, on. Yeah, that's okay. So I struggle with people who spell my name incorrectly. Oh. But it's like if I've just said, oh, my name's Steph, and they spell it with a PH, that's fine. But it's when my email comes back with a PH. Like, it's right there. Yeah. In, in, at the bottom of the email, at the top. It's <laughs> My email used to be Steph at Steph Hansen Training. So I'm like, it's twice, and you're still spelling it with a PH. <laughs> um, hey, we're on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Isn't that lovely? It, it's not too bad. It's Can actually, you guess why I came here? Yeah. Well, yeah. let's talk about that. Yeah. What, what other than the lovely weather, what brought you to Australia and I guess ultimately the Gold Coast? Well, being a triathlete, obviously, I've done um, lots of traveling around the world and have been to Australia a handful of times. Um, I also did some backpacking pre-triathlon. Um, so yeah, I've been to Australia a handful of times and just really like the way of life and the outdoorsiness and training here was always really good. And my husband and I decided after the Olympics that we wanted to go live somewhere nice, maybe either Australia or New Zealand. We also got married in New Zealand and, um, oh. in 2012. Yeah. So um, we we were looking at uh, moving and um, he looked at some jobs and I applied for a handful of ones in Australia and New Zealand and ended up getting one here in the Gold Coast so we were delighted rubbing our hands together and he moved out um, actually um, not too long after the games and I or before the games and I was a wee bit later just because I obviously had other things to do yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> then um, I was hoping to do the Mexico race and then at that didn't happen so um that was the grand final that year yeah and then I came out shortly after that and we rented out our house at home and we're living here in the Gold Coast for just over a year now so it's been working out really quite well and Davy's got a job at this lovely school and I've been doing a little bit of coaching at the school as well so we both really love it and like I say yeah the, the sun shines all the time and yeah it's great perfect yeah um okay so many things to talk about just in that Correct. Paragraph. <laughs> Married in New Zealand. Yeah. Why? Um, the proposal went something along the lines of, do you know the way the grand finals in Auckland? And I was like, yeah. And I guess if would someone be interested in maybe getting married when we're in Auckland? And I was like, uh, yeah. So what? yeah. So that's how it went. And I was like, um, great. So I think he wasn't planning. Well, I wasn't planning on him coming to. New Zealand that year yeah but he wanted to be able to come to New Zealand yeah so his way of getting to come to New Zealand was to <laughs> want to get married when <laughs> so um uh yeah uh the race was maybe on the Thursday and then maybe the juniors were on the Friday or something like that yeah and then we went off over to Wahiki Island which is just off yeah, out of Auckland. Yes. Yeah, yep. And um, we hired a registrar, and my sister came over 
from Hong Kong. Yeah. And um, the registrar brought her husband because we needed an extra person. Oh, like a witness? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have enough people. So my sister, she <laughs> had the rings and she did a reading and she did a toast and she took some photographs on her iPhone. So oh my, yeah, God. my sister did the whole job and registrar and her husband were quite handy to have. So yeah. it was great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was really nice. It was exactly the way we wanted it to. We don't. We didn't okay. want a big fuss or. Yeah. You know, I just don't get the whole spending loads and loads of money on something like that. Um. Yeah. I'd much rather you know invest it in our house or moving or you know yeah. as having experiences. So yeah, and we went home and had a big party. So it's not like we. It's not like all our family missed out. We went home yeah. and had a big party. I told them all we'd be having an engagement party at the end of the year after my races were over, and then after we got married, we said surprise. It's actually a wedding party. So. Ah, mm. so at the time, no one else knew that you were getting Just married. Just my sister. So no, no parents? I called my mum in the morning and said, by the way, we're getting married later oh, on. How did that go down? She was like, what? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and yeah, so I laughed. And um, <laughs> uh, But you see, I blame my mum and dad in the first place because they ran away to get married when they were younger. So I knew uh, that they could never hold it against me yep. and that I would say that it was because of them. And yep. I think my dad knew that that was always my plan because I would always do a little, yeah, I'm going to run away and get married. Yeah. I, I always like joked about it. Okay. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah they, they couldn't knew. be too surprised. Yeah, exactly. Far out. I my daddy said, well done. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a dad response. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> when we got married, um, we, I just wanted to have a big party. Let's be honest. Um, but I, at one stage I said to Brett, oh, let's just elope, which he was more than happy to do because yeah. he's, he's not a massive uh, stand in front of people, you know, public yeah. speaking type of socialite. Um, and I remember saying to my mum, yeah, maybe we might elope. And she's like, yep, yeah, we can do that. And um, I can do this for you and we can do this. And I'm like, oh, no, no, if we eloped, it would be Brett and I going away. Yeah, not yeah. like Brett and my immediate family. And then like, that's the whole reason. That's the point of eloping is to run yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, um, when when he proposed, how how long was the engagement? Um, yeah, it was maybe oh, I don't even know. Must have been a post Olympics engagement, and then um, yeah. that was London, obviously, yeah, and yeah. then um, uh, yeah. So what was the grand final? Must have been September, September. October. I'm guessing now. You think yeah, I would right. remember my own anniversary? Whoops. Oh, that's all right. Take off the ring. Yeah. <laughs> But obviously it was a short amount of time because that was all part of the, yeah, that, the plan. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. cool. It was a plan without a plan. And is your husband Irish as well? Yes, he's from Lisburn, which is just outside Belfast. And I'm okay. from Derry, which is a wee bit further north. Right. Okay. But we're both Northern Ireland. Right. Okay. I went to Ireland in July, I think, but I went to Dublin. That's not Northern Ireland, is it? No, that's Dublin's the, the Republic of Ireland. Northern Ireland's very nice. You should go visit there next time. Okay. Yeah, lots, I didn't get to go Lots very of really far. nice things in Northern Ireland. Yeah. You've got the Giant's Causeway and you've got um, Bushmills Distillery up there Ooh. and um, Titanic Museum is in Belfast. It's really is nice. Is it? Yeah. Oh, there you it's go. It's like all built the way Titanic was built. Ah, oh, why is it in Ireland? Because uh, that's where the Titanic was built in Belfast, in the docks. See, there you go. Didn't know that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what else can you tell me about there you the go. history of Northern Ireland? Yeah, well, Ireland's really nice too. Actually, yeah. Um, Mafia and Dan came over on uh, their honeymoon trip. 
Oh, cool. So they came and visited us in uh, my parents have a little holiday house in Donegal. So they came to visit and yeah. their little van. And it was um, nice to show people, Australian people around maybe yeah. Ireland. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. Um, I'm from Tassie originally and I don't go back very often, but I love taking people over there and showing them around. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, there's something nice about that. Yeah. But you don't think you'll ever move back there? Um, never say never. I mean, I, yeah. I'm not thinking about it now because I like where I am and I like what I'm doing yeah. and, um, yeah, I'm having fun. I'm not ready to look past, you know, what I'm doing now because I'm having, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. People You're are, in the moment. Yeah, exactly. I'm in the moment. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the door's always open to go home and obviously my parents are at home and stuff, but my sister lives in Hong Kong Yeah, and my brother's actually currently sailing around the world. What? So, exactly, I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so my parents uh, were out here last Christmas and they're coming again in January and my sister's coming at Christmas time and I'm meeting oh. my brother in Sydney at Christmas. Oh, cool. Because he's getting off his boat. Yeah, okay. God, there's so many things I need to start writing down. Uh, okay, let's go to your brother. Yes. So he's sailing around, around the, the world. world. Yes. It, it, so there's this big boat race called the Clipper Round the World Yacht Race. Okay. And there's... Uh, 12 boats and they race around the world they start in liverpool in july yeah and their first stop was uruguay and then they went cape town and then they're going Fremantle and sydney and hobart they do the sydney to hobart race on ah. boxing day and then from hobart they go to early beach then up yeah. to two stops in china um maybe um somewhere on the west coast of america yeah can't remember where yeah and then they go through the Panama Canal and New York and then wow. back to Derry. Yep. Woo, woo. <laughs> and Liverpool. Wow. So when you say to race around the world, do they they go from one spot to the other and then they stay there for a couple of days? I think there's it's... like 10 stops and they yeah. stay in each one. So the first leg to yeah. Uruguay was maybe 33 days at sea. Shit. And then they stayed in Uruguay for maybe two weeks or so and some people got off the boat and new people got on the boat. Yeah. And oh, okay. my brother is the professional on board, so he's the skipper. Yeah. And then everyone else are like paying members of the community who wanted to race and oh. maybe some some of them are uh there's one boat for um, UNICEF and they're obviously a charity and there's other yeah. boats that are sponsored by teams. So my brother's boat's the hotelplanner.com. And yeah, there's a Garmin boat, as you can imagine. And, yeah. you know, there's a Liverpool boat and a Great Britain boat. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Has he done awesome. this before? No. Oh, okay. He worked for Clipper last year and he was part of the crew training, which um, he really loved and he liked working for the company. Yeah. And um, he's all over it. So, uh, yeah, he'll be in Fremantle in a couple of days. Wow. So did did he grow up sailing or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were always sort of outdoorsy. Um, yeah, my yeah. dad was, you know, did a bit of canoeing and we always swam down in the beach when we were on our holidays in Donegal. Um, yeah, we were outdoorsy sort of kids, even though the weather's not that conducive yeah. to it in Ireland. And we swam. My sister and I were really good swimmers. Yeah. But my brother, Connell, he wasn't so much into the swimming, so he decided to do some canoeing and sailing wow so that was his thing yeah right yeah and your sister what does she do uh, she was a swimmer yeah and she she still swims she did the masters in budapest okay so um she's yeah a nice wee family of sporty people little bit yeah. but she lives in hong kong now she lives in hong kong and what's she doing there 
Um, she's currently got a new thing on the go. Um, I don't know if you've heard of CSR, Corporate Social Responsibility. No. It's where these companies all, they feel bad for not recycling and having environmental <laughs> plans and stuff. Yeah. And they maybe get tax cuts from government if they invest uh, in yeah. bits and bobs. Yeah. So my sister comes along with a plan on how the company can do their bits and bobs. Ah, that's, so she's that's like my synopsis of what I know about CSR. Gotcha. Right. I don't know that much. But so she's essentially a consultant who goes into other organizations. Yeah. Yeah, right. But she used to do something. She used to work for like a um a fancy sports club and yeah. it was great and she loved it and all, but I think this allows her a wee bit more time with her son. Yeah, okay. I've got a little nephew. He is gorgeous and he's 3 and he's Kieran and he's a wee terror. Yeah. So, do you miss him? Yes, he's coming over at Christmas as well, so Oh, yeah, yeah. It'd be nice to see him. Oh, cool. So, so you are pretty close with your family, obviously, based on what you've um, just sort of said. Close enough. Um, yeah. I don't know. Some people describe close as, yeah, um, I don't see them very often because we live in different places. But, yeah, yeah. you know, we talk to each other on Skype and we send each other messages. Yeah. And maybe I might not hear from my sister for a couple of weeks and then yeah. we'll be messaging each other and chatting on the phone. But yeah, that sort of way. Yeah, yeah. We're not like silly close. Yeah. We can live without <laughs> each other for a wee while. Yeah, yeah. And, but that's nice as well, though, when you don't have to be, yeah. you know, in each other's pockets and talking all the time. But when you do catch up, it's, yeah. yeah, it's good. Oh, that's nice. So, okay. So, sporty family growing up, is that from your dad mainly? Uh, or Yeah, probably both. Probably yeah. dad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I think back in the day, like, my mum would have walked everywhere and cycled places. But yeah. I don't know if everyone did that back in the day, did they? I don't know. I don't know either, but she always tells me about when she used to cycle places. So Yeah. I just remember the old tales of we used to walk 10 yeah, exactly. miles to Ex- school. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I didn't, they didn't, I didn't have a choice in the matter, maybe. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, okay. So you as a person now, who do you think you reflect more, your mum or your dad? Oh, God. Oh, and has it changed? Like, do you feel like when you're younger, you're more like your dad and then... Um, they were never, you know, they, they weren't these pushy parents when we were being sporty kids. Yeah. They were like, oh, go do whatever you like. And, yeah. you know, if we wanted to go swimming, that was fine. They, as long as we came and woke them up in the morning, if yeah. I woke my daddy up, then he'd take me swimming. And if I didn't wake him up, then we didn't go swimming. So yeah, okay. that was, and you know, he was relaxed like that, but they supported everything that we did. Yeah. And to be honest with you, that's probably one of the reasons I think you know, compared to other people that maybe we stayed in sport longer mm-hmm. because we wanted to do it because we wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's and that's probably one of the things that if ever I'm talking to a bunch of kids and their parents is, you know, you set your own alarm to go swimming in the morning and if you don't set your alarm, then you don't go swimming. That's, yeah. You don't really want to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's so important. So I guess as being a coach now, you see yourself in that, not just the role of teaching people how to swim, bike and run, but just in, in terms of life um, skills. And yeah. And it's so important as well. Yeah. Um, and I'll have to give credit to different people along the way. You know, obviously I've had great coaches and, you know, Chris and Tommy, but there was something about Darren that had that little bit of, um, you know, looking after yourself and taking responsibility mm. and taking ownership. And um, it's probably something that I'd like to pass on to the kids in maybe a little gentler way but (laughs) um you know thinking about what they're doing and the reasons that they're doing it and you know wanting to do it because they want to do stuff and yeah yeah right who do you think's been the biggest influencer oh no i'll rephrase 
Throughout, throughout your life, you've probably had quite a few different influences, but yeah. who are those people that you remember where um, you're maybe almost at a fork in the road and they've helped you, help guide you and been a, you know, you remember them as being a big influencer? Um, that's a really good question. Um, Thank you. you know, there really just has been so many people along the way. Yeah. And it could be someone that somebody just said something once to me that, you know, sparked uh, something in my mind that... yeah live for forever or you know like Chris was an amazing coach and I was yeah he was great and he like I wanted to do everything that he said and I'd get off the phone from Chris and I had like talked to me about whatever session I was doing and I'd and I'd just be hopping up and down I'd just be wanting to go do more training I'd just be so full of enthusiasm and feel so good about myself and it like he made me want to be amazing and you know Tommy was Tommy was a great coach too, but he was totally different and he was, he was there. He was with me. He came cycling and, um, you know, he made it fun and, um, yeah, loads of really good things about Tommy like that as well. And then, yeah, Darren was a different sort of a coach and yeah, uh, but then in between times there were these random people who came in Mm -hmm. and out. Like, um, I remember, um, Samantha Warner came on a camp to Morzine at one stage. Yeah. And um, I think it was just before the European champs, maybe in Geneva. Yeah. And I got sick and she had been on camp all week and I was really down in the dumps about, you know, being sick. And of course it was all my fault and hadn't been looking after myself and whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I have to pay for my lack of looking after myself by, you know, whatever. Did you know that at the time though, that it was all your fault or were you... I'm telling you, it was all my fault. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so anyway, I'm there crying my eyes out because, you know, I'm not racing and I'm sick and I wanted to get it back on board doing loads of training and I was training really well and I just felt really crappy about it's all my fault. And yep. I met her in the park and she just stood talking to me for maybe 20 minutes and I was like, wow, like just she was just really positive and yeah. you know these things happen and you know and I'm not saying she was a total stranger but it was almost like it was somebody that wasn't there the whole time that just had something really nice to say and give their time yeah and sometimes that's that's just one person that did something for 20 minutes that yeah I'll always remember that was really nice yeah and you can be that person who doesn't really have a lot to do with someone and just say a couple of things and be a nice person and yeah yeah it there's take, no agenda it's yeah, just it's just a nice yeah a nice thing to say to someone do does she know that she had that effect on you maybe maybe not yeah <laughs> but that's kind but, of and, and of, it's not just her i'm saying there, there's more people than that that you've met yeah. along the way and you know somebody sends you a nice message or you know you read an article and it makes you think about things differently or yeah yeah i, I like that kind of thing and i also like um and it might be 10 years later 10 days later whatever and you can go back and say that to that person because they probably have no idea that they've yeah. had that much of an effect on yeah. your on your life because they have gone into it with no expectation. They've gone into that conversation or, you know, whatever, with no agenda, no expectation. And yeah. I think it's cool to sometimes go back and revisit and the, that. Yeah, and then you get the other end of it. Of obviously, I've got a lovely boyfriend, uh, sorry, a lovely husband <laughs> who, you know, was for such a long time, you know, just always there and supportive and now he's my husband. And, you know, even when I joined Darren's group for the first time and I was we had been married for like two months and then I went away for nine yeah you know what I mean and um 
you know, that was a really big thing for him, but we were always on the phone and yeah. you always have someone on the end of the phone that tells you it's okay. And, yeah. you know, I know for Jody, my, my good buddy Jody, she would always be on the phone to her mum and always send her messages and yeah. just having someone like that, you can always bounce stuff off and complain to and yeah. you know, someone that's there all the time. And that's, you know, whether they're an influencer or not, they're always just at the end of the phone and they're just listening to you. And that's really nice, isn't it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's um, interesting that you say about time away from your loved one or loved ones, um, but in particular, your husband. Um, I was just having a conversation this morning about, uh, you know, because I go away a lot. Granted, it's yeah. not for nine months, but I do go away a lot. And, you know, pe- people question, you know, is that really the healthiest thing for your relationship and bits and yeah. pieces and at first, I used to think, oh, shit, am, am I being a bad wife or, or whatever? And I guess as I've gotten older and not that I'm super old and wise or anything, but I've realized that but, but everyone's relationship is different yeah. and you, you've you chosen to be with that person for, for a very good reason yeah. and one of those reasons is that, that you do understand each other and what needs to be done for your career or for your personal life or this or that. Yeah. Um, and I get that a lot, especially with – ITU athletes because they do a lot of um, training away from home and, yeah. a, and a lot of travel and everything. Have you ever felt like people have questioned your relationship? And I'm certainly not. Like I completely get it, but I know it would be hard as well. Um, I know what you're saying, um, but I never would have thought that people were questioning my relationship so much as they were questioning my seriousness about triathlon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that was almost like, I would be more offended if someone said to me, you're not, like if someone said, oh, you weren't thinking about um, the race in Auckland because you were thinking about getting married. Yeah, right. Did someone say that? They might have done. And I would have been so angry because Davey organized that entire wedding. Yeah. And I was, I wanted to go to the grand final and smash it to bits. Yeah. And yeah, maybe it didn't work out that way. And yeah interesting but th- you know what I mean it's, totally Davey is that person who can be there and he does all those things like when I was an athlete he did yeah half of the things for me he was yeah you know people see what Pat does for Gwen and yeah uh, that's just uh, I'm using that as an example because people know Pat yeah um you know Davey doesn't wash a bike and stuff but he, yeah. he does all of the all of the things that I needed done yeah you know he was there and he did them and he was my supportive other half and yeah you know he he, he took so much off my plate and um you know I couldn't have done half the things without yeah. him and um I was really lucky and different coaches would appreciate the amount of value that Davey added to yeah what I was doing because it meant that the pressure wasn't on me to do all of the other things in my day or answer emails to people and organize yeah. things because I would ask David to do it and he would have it done before I even finished ask, making the question, you know? So yeah, yeah. We, all, we were a team too because, yeah. you know, I would do obviously things for Davey and yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just a one-way street. <laughs> and now, you, now that you're retired, yes. you step up heaps more, right? I, I shouldn't say step up, you know what I mean. I occasionally take his clothes out of the washing machine now. <laughs> As a return favor to all the things that he did for me, he was very good. <laughs> you say take them out of the um, washing machine. When I left to come here, I text Brett and I was like, sorry, I left half a smoothie on the kitchen table. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's clothes in the washing machine that I haven't taken out. The yeah. bed hasn't been really made. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, we're busy and yeah. we, we've got these people to yeah. to help. Yeah. I don't, I'm not too I need sure. a new passport. Can you fill me one in? Can you apply for it for me? Can you... <laughs> 
He would never sign my name for me. No, that would never happen. But no, no. <laughs> not at all. I need you to do all these things for me. Can you go and run around the world and get them all done? Thank wow. you. Love you. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, um, you know, being, I find I travel a lot, probably still not as much as what you've traveled in your career, but you'd think that I would have got things right by now with the amount of travel that I do. But yeah. for an example, coming to the Gold Coast. Did you I forget your passport? Don't need, no. no. I've never forgotten my passport. Oh, really? Um, Did you miss your flight? I have, oh yeah, I missed a flight when I was hungover after Challenge Roth. <laughs> yeah, um, but on the way here, got on the tra- I get a train to the city, then a bus to the yeah. airport. Got the train to the city. I checked everything. Uh, I was like, I better just double check the app, the train app, to make sure it's going to the stop I need it to go to. And my phone's not working because uh. I'd forgotten to pay my mobile bill. So then I rang and I'm trying to pay over the phone. And she's like, "Yep, give me your credit card." And there's I'm surrounded by people. Have I'm you like, not heard of direct debit? Well, no, I have it on direct debit, okay. but I think it was because I used up a bunch of data. There was extra charges. Gotcha. So that's what I missed. And Anyway, so I'm trying to pay over the phone. She's like, what's your credit card details? And there's people around me. I'm, like, I'm not going to read out my credit card details, the expiry date and the little number on the back where people can hear me. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. can I just plug it in onto the phone? No, you can't do that. And she hung up and I'm like, fuck. Um, okay. Sugar. Cool. Oh, oh yeah, you're allowed to swear on this oh, podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> Not at all. The Irish are known for their lack of swearing. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so and then all of a sudden the train. Yeah. Keep goes back the other way. So, <gasps> yeah, and I'm like, shit, I'm stuck on this train. I've gone the wrong way. I'm now like I would have nailed the timing, but now I've gone back to another spot. Had to jump in a taxi, still trying to get my phone to work. Um, I would have normally called an Uber, but I couldn't because the phone oh, yes. wasn't working. Of course. Jumped in a taxi, borrowed the taxi's man's phone, phone. so I could ring Telstra. Get, so that got sorted. Um, and, yeah, made it with about 10 minutes before boarding. Anyway, the Yay! point of that story was with the amount of travel you would think I would have got it nailed. Yeah. What have you messed up? You've clearly forgotten your passport. Oh at some yes, stage. I've, I've forgotten passports numerous times. And Davy has driven to the airport, <laughs> both Belfast and Dublin airports, after I've gotten the bus. Oh with shit! With my passport, and I'm sure my brother's done the same thing. Drove to Dublin airport with my passport, so it's it's more than once. And um, we learn from our mistakes. Not clearly. really. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, I've missed a flight. I just assumed it was at a certain time, and, I, and you know, it was like a look when I got there, and I was like, "Why? What happened?" And it was like maybe maybe I had decided it was the time the flight was at, or the time I was leaving the house at. I just got it wrong, anyway. Yep. So then someone had to get a later flight, and and yeah, other things like that. Um, when I was in France, what happened? Um. Anyway, I ended up having to buy another flight. I had to go up oh. to the the Starbucks and get on the internet and try and book another flight because they wouldn't give me one at the desk because it was for that day or within the hour. So I had to go up what? to go on the internet. Something strange like this. Oh. So I had to, oh, I know what it was. It was going to Kitzbühel. And, um, Easy place have, to get to. There may have even been two <laughs> things that happened. Did they cancel my flight? Or I cancelled my, f- anyway, it was my fault. <laughs> and um, I ended up having to phone Darren and Darren was driving to Kitzbühel and he already had two people in the car. Oh God. Plus Darren, plus a bike. So they then had to fit me and my bike 
and my luggage into the car that was driving to Kitzbühel from Geneva, basically. How long's that drive? Uh, it was long. <laughs> there and back. And we probably had five people in the car on the way back. Oh my gosh, that's good. That's a good one. It was, yeah. How do you respond in those situations? Because I, I get angry. I had all the swear words in the dictionary, <laughs> covered in sweat and panic stations. And of course, phone Davy number one, because he's level-headed. Come, come to the rescue. He yeah. would tell you what to do. And then I think in the end, I phoned Darren uh, because I knew he was driving and he was like, okay, I'll just turn around and come and get you. And that was the end of it. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I am going to owe this guy so much. Oh, God. Was I, it a, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed type of vibe? Uh, no, it, do you know what? It was really nice. It was like, um, it's okay. We can do this. We can sort this out. Okay. It's okay. But that oh made me God. panic even more, I think. <laughs> do you know, it was like, no, I'm waiting oh, on the explosion. Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, a little Ooh. bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants a Darren explosion. Um, I left my... I was going to to the airport, obviously, and just left my suitcase on a train. I got off. I was listening to music or something. I was in my own headspace and got off. And so my luggage did basically a lap of Melbourne oh, great. and they picked it up. So then I had to Uber to where they picked it up, yeah. grab it, and then Uber to the airport. And I'm like, fuck, idiot. <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> um, so where's one of the – obviously the Gold Coast, Australia, is a, is a highlight for you on your travels. That's yes. why you're back here. Where's, where's one of your other favourite places? And I assume New Zealand's probably a yes, bit of a of highlight course, for Zealand. obvious reasons. Um, yeah. Um, uh, I always really loved racing in Japan. I think I did six um, – yeah. Yokohama races yeah I think six I'm uh, happy to be corrected um but I also <laughs> raced in like Ishigaki and yeah. those places and um South Korea wasn't that much different Tongyong yeah well maybe it was it's a bit more fishy people <laughs> people that have been there will know what I'm saying um uh yeah I always really liked Japan the people were always really nice and that always yeah. made a big difference and yeah you know, the hotel that he stays in always makes a big difference. If you yeah. stay in a really nice hotel, you'll have a really nice memory. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, trying to think of where else. Um, Hamburg has always been really good. And then I had a really good race in Hamburg. It was my first podium. Oh, okay, yeah. So um, that always has really good memories. But the crowds are always amazing there. Oh, it's insane, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and probably my very first race that um, was the European Champs in Ireland in Athlone. Yeah. Was... Uh, it was it was crazy the amount of people and again because it was one of my first big races it would stands out that was probably a couple of weeks before that Hamburg race yeah and I came sixth so that was to me that was amazing yeah um where else um have you have you done I've much raced really well in London but I've also crashed my bike twice so okay. that was both good and bad yeah so um yeah. you're talking about backpacking earlier yeah where where have you backpacked um after I finished uni the first time around and did a year work of a year worth of working, um, like a thirteen hour shift sort of lifeguard job, I saved up loads of money and my boyfriend at the time and I um went <laughs> <laughs> during the war um, <laughs> went uh backpacking around the world and um yeah, we did um Thailand, Malaysia, Singapore, Australia, New yeah. Zealand. Fiji, Canada, and the States. Oh, wow. And we pretty much spent a year just all going around and sleeping yeah. wherever and yeah. doing smelly student stuff. Cool. So was, yeah. Did you say the first time you finished uni? Well, then I, when I went home, I got another job 
as an athletics development officer, a uh, real job in the real big world. Yeah. And then decided, because I always said I was never, I didn't want to be a teacher because people try to pin these things on you when you're, you know, if you're sporty, you're going to be a PE teacher and that's it. That's the only career you're ever going to have. <sighs> so I decided, no, I'm not going to be a teacher. And then after working as a development officer and working with kids, I decided actually being a teacher wouldn't be that bad <laughs> of a job. And not only that, but it opens doors for so many things. Yeah. If you have the qualification of being a teacher. Yeah. So I went back to uni and did my postgraduate in PGC in education. Yeah, yeah right. So I'm a qualified PE teacher. And then when I finished that, I went full time in triathlon. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which was 2008. So you were, I don't want to say old, but yes, you were old. 24 ish. <laughs> but older than, than the crew that usually come through yeah. the junior ranks yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. It's funny that you say. Um, but there was no triathlon program in Ireland. Yeah. You know, okay. there, was, there was triathlons that were domestic races and people were good and people did their own training and yeah, people trained in clubs, but there was no such thing as a high performance program or, uh, you know, going away to international races as a group or, you know, any of that sort of thing. You know, yeah. Gavin Noble was really the first guy to be from Ireland that was going to be on that big stage. Yeah. And then um, Emma Davis, who came through the British system, raced for Ireland. And it was probably when I seen her and was like, wow, that's, that's, wow, there's someone competing for Ireland in the yeah. Olympics. That was like way out there. That was amazing. And then Gavin was also trying to qualify for Beijing. And yeah. um, at that time, I was only really getting going. Um, and I was looking at them thinking they were amazing. And this was like such a high, amazing achievement. And probably not so long after that, they started up a, a talent ID program. And, yeah. you know, Chris Jones came on board and, you know, he says, I'll be your coach. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Wow. There's not many ITU athletes that I'm aware of who have worked in the real world uh, and that, that yeah. sounds obnoxious, but you know, yeah, you know no, what I mean? Yeah. 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 I and like then, to say, um, you know, back when I had a real life in, a, in the real world, uh, just as a, like a wee side story to, I think sometimes people assume that you grew up always doing triathlon and you don't know anything other than absolutely but at one stage i was all work and had a nine-to-five job and then yeah you know yeah i did triathlon on the weekends or in the mornings or whatever and then yeah i went actually i'm okay at this and maybe i'll put a wee bit more time into it and yeah so you were an age group athlete um pretty much yeah i, I probably wouldn't have called myself that at the time i don't know yeah. yeah maybe i did but um yeah i was just having fun really i wasn't yeah yeah I did some races at home and I always did the races that were in my hometown in Derry because they were always really well organized and it was the club that I was training with and they were local yeah. and it was fun doing it with my mates. Yeah. And then it was probably the that year, 2007-2008, that um, I was working for Athletics Northern Ireland that um, I started running more seriously because I thought, okay, if I'm going to work with athletics, I need to look like I'm... Walk the walk, talk the talk, time exactly. Of so I did more run training, yeah, and then I sort of got better, and I didn't mean to get that much better. I just, <laughs> you know, and then yeah, whoops, sort of spiraled, <laughs> and then I met the, my coach, and yeah, that's it's all it all went from there. Wow, I got, I got better than I thought I was going to be. Yeah, right, far out. That's so interesting. You're definitely one of a kind. There's there's really not many. I think it's fair to assume that most people don't do it that way in the ITU. Maybe, yeah. In the short course stuff. I think nowadays it's very different. Maybe yeah. if you look at the 
um, you'll still get a handful. I think who, you know, they got better than what they thought they were going to be. And they were, you know, like Gwen was an accountant and whoever else well, yeah, was doing so, stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah. And maybe because it, was, it wasn't my plan. I was never. Yeah. But that's what they told you when you were at school. They, you know, you were either going to be a PE teacher or, you know, a lifeguard. And that was it. Yeah. You know, there was no. I was like, nah, yeah. it's not. And, no, no. <laughs> not happening. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I don't really. No, it's not not, not my thing. You know, no one ever says you can be a triathlete and you can be a, an athlete and that can be your job and you can yeah. work full time at it and earn a living and, you know, do you yeah. have a real life? And that's. You know, that to me, that wasn't a real life because that's what I had been told. Yeah, yeah. Careers advice was you sit behind a desk and you do a job. Yeah. Nine to five and you get paid for it and that's it. So back then, so you're working for the athletic. Northern Ireland Athletics. Yeah. So then before you realized that you were actually okay at triathlon, where where did you see your career going? Oh, I have no idea. I still have no idea. Um, uh, yeah, do you know what? And it was a job that sort of cropped up on me too because I had been applying at the time for, um, I, w- I thought I wanted to go back to uni and do physiotherapy. Yeah. And I had applied for three physiotherapy courses. And um, at the same time that I was filling out all these application forms, um, there was a, a a part-time job for Athletics Northern Ireland as a development officer. Yeah. And just because it was filling in forms, I just filled in another one. And I got rejected from all three of the courses. And I was so heartbroken. I was crying my eyes out. I was totally inconsolable. Yeah. This was basically a year of my life that I was going to have to do nothing. And my dream had been shattered and all the rest. Yeah. And then I got this, basically I did the interview and they offered me the job. And I was like, what? This wasn't in the plan, but do you know what? It's not a bad idea. I'll Jump do this. In. And yeah. And I really, really enjoyed it and I loved it and I got stuck in there and I ended up meeting Davey yeah. and I ended up doing some more running. Yeah. And if I hadn't done more running, then I probably wouldn't be a triathlete. Yeah. So yeah, it's all, life goes around really, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Everything, everything happens for a reason and I'm a total yeah. believer in that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then sometimes when shit happens, yeah. it's crap, you know, it's crappy at the time, but it, it it can lead to stuff. I guess it's just how you respond to that. You yeah. can, you know, respond negatively or yeah. you just, you turn it around. Oh, there's no doubt I spent an entire day crying, thought my life was over. And yeah, just of course. was like, you know, this is, I'm never going to be able to do what I want to do. And then this just popped up and I was like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Where did that come from? Mm, I really yeah. loved it. So you met Davey while you were there? Yes. How did that, how did that, what, what do they call it in the movies? A meet cute. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, Davey was working as the high performance manager. Um, so looking after the high performance guys and he was based in the office down in, uh, Belfast and I was based in Derry. So really we didn't have that much interaction for the majority of the part, but probably towards the end, whenever I was, um, I decided that maybe I wanted to do some, go back into teaching. Um, you know, I worked for them for a year and a half, so uh, whenever I was applying to get into that teaching, I knew that he worked in the university and I asked him for some help and he helped me fill in my form and that was very nice of him. And, you know, it sort of uh, w- went from there. And then he yeah. ended up not working for them anymore and I ended up going on the, um, the course. So yeah. we sort of got together then. <laughs> who asked who out? Uh, yeah, he asked me out. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first date? Do you remember? Uh, first date. Hmm, that's a good question. 
just tough questions on yeah. this podcast. It, it, I think it was just like coffee or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and then there you it go. all went from there. <laughs> so how long have you guys been together for now? Uh, I reckon it was 2008, just when I finished uni. Yeah, okay. Around that. Did you say you... I reckon it was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't you know that? I, I'm just not very good with dates and stuff. <laughs> I, I just don't, you know, numbers and things made at me and numbers don't work well. I, I confuse myself. <laughs> Go, when did you get married? I don't know. Date. Date. <laughs> 23rd of the 11th, 2012. I'll have to go off my ring now and check. <laughs> oh, is it written on there? Yeah. I thought you meant I have to take my ring off because no, I'm well, embarrassed. I'll get it off. My fingers are fat, so. It's because it's hot here. That's, yeah, that's okay. the only reason. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get mine off either. Oh, it's good. okay. That makes me feel better because <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I can't get them off anymore. I even swim with them all now. Yeah, I, I'd never take I never, mine off. Oh, really? Never. Oh, and if I was racing... I yeah. would, but I I hardly mine. ever put them on and then... Oh, really? Well, just because I didn't want to scratch them or get to lose them. And yeah. now, now it's so hard to get them on and flipping off. Yeah, if yeah. If my fingers are fat that day, I can I just leave them there. Yeah. I'm too scared <laughs> if I take them off. That's when I'll lose it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then my husband is a chef, so he never wears oh, his... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, David the, takes his off playing golf too, so... Oh, we yeah. Both leave, and they, if we, we go in the gym, we take them off. Yeah, right. I guess I've just... Yeah, but this sums me up. I'm just a little bit ratty and stuff, like my wedding ring and engagement ring. And that's okay. Yeah. Too scared not to. Yeah, I'm more yeah, I'm more scared about losing it and stuff, so I leave it at home. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Fair enough. Um, oh, I had to go back to what you were talking about before. Um, um, we'll cut out all this editing. Um, um, this um. Bit. um <laughs> ah, oh, God. You asked me a question while I think about what. We were talking about, um, I was working for Athletics Northern Ireland and all that sort of stuff. And then I went and did my PGCE and then I went, went full time in triathlon. And then, yeah. This is a great summary. That was like eight, uh, ten, nine years worth of triathlon. So that was Beijing was when I was starting. And then I went to Rio. So that yeah. was, that, that's eight plus one, nine. Who, who was like a role model for you in the world of sport oh my god so many people um i think i've been asked this question in like random interviews that people you know the way they do before you go to the olympics and stuff yeah uh, who's your role model and they expect you to say sonia sullivan or paula radcliffe or yeah whoever it is yeah and honest to goodness my role model was my big sister i just thought she was the bee's knees and yeah, right. i just looked up to her and thought she was amazing yeah and i just wanted to be like just like my big sister Oh, that's cute. How much older is she? She's two years older than me. And so, is your brother and she, was a gr- she was a great swimmer. He's in the middle. Yeah. Oh, you're the baby. Yes. Ah, I'm the baby. God yeah. love me. <laughs> what is that from? I don't know. No, that's from a cartoon. Oh, is it really? I swear that's from a cartoon. I, I baby, used to look after this little girl and she would say that to her dad when she like smashed a plate or <gasps> did something naughty. She would just get out of it by saying, I'm the baby. God love me. I swear it's from a cartoon. <laughs> We'll, we'll Google it later. Okay, good. Um, I saw that you were um, babysitter extraordinaire for Lizzie Beard. Noosa. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was fun. Yeah, yeah. She has such a cute baby. She's pretty cute. Molly is just gorgeous. I was yeah. actually just saying to Liz today, because we had a wee swim, Yeah. that, you know, obviously as a mum, you're biased that your own child is cuter than everyone else's kids. And yeah. she's like, yeah, I wonder sometimes, am I biased? Do I see it differently? Or, and I was like, no, your baby just is really cute. 
definitely yeah. very, very cute kid. I'm catching up with them this afternoon. Oh, she's gorgeous. Yeah. I saw her very briefly at Noosa Tri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So she's extremely cute and my best mate's little man, Sam, is very cute. Uh, They're the two cutest babies on the you've planet. You've got a nephew, don't you? Um, Do I see him on Instagram every now and again? That would be Sam. Okay, I'm I'm their godmother, but none of us yes. are religious. So yes. I'm called Bum for backup mum. Okay. And Breddy is Bud, backup oh, dad. dad. Yeah. Because oh, we're all idiots. Yeah, I do see him every time, time. That would be Sam. Yeah. But all of my – I've got five official nieces and nephews. So yeah. like Real blood. ones. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and Real then ones. all my mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are my, yeah, I'm the biggest That's because they love all. you and they want you to be their bud and your B- bum. bum. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I love hanging out with kids. I am the biggest kid in the room, Yeah, generally speaking. So, yeah. Um, so your sister's the only one with the little one? My sister's got a wee boy and he's three. He's Kieran. He's a terror. My brother's got a little boy and he's Simon and he is... What age is Simon? I always forget. <laughs> I don't see him that often either. Um, yeah. I'm going to go for he's about six. Then um, Davy's brother has two boys and a girl, Harriet. Callum and I, and his sister has a little girl called Charlie. Oh, so you've got quite a few kids in, in the family. Yeah. So that makes it super exciting when you've got Christmas with the family and stuff, right? Well, we're seeing my, just my nephew this time. Um, oh, yeah, Davey right. is yeah, actually yeah. going home, so he's going to see all his family. Oh, okay. He's going home without me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's going to a training camp in Tenerife, which is not in Ireland, obviously. Um, <laughs> so different. he flies to Dublin and then flies out to Tenerife the next day and then does a week in Tenerife and then goes back to Dublin and then comes back to Australia. He's got a training camp for... He still coaches a girl at home who's oh. um, really good, actually. Um, yeah. She's like a runner? Yes. Yeah. Amy Foster. So she's um, hopefully going to make the Commonwealth Games for Northern Ireland. She's done the past two. Yeah. And oh, cool. Yes. So we hope she's going to make it again. Ooh, how, how exciting is it that you're going to have all exciting. your mates coming exactly. to the Gold Coast so in a few Ar- months? Northern Ireland... Um, Commonwealth Games Committee people had the, a little recce recently. Yeah. So they had a whole team of officials and whatnot come out to visit the venues. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like last week, the week before. Yeah. And um, yeah, we showed them around because we're locals now. So we thought we'd tell them where everything was. And yeah. hopefully I can be of service when the time comes around because I had originally filled in all my application forms as an athlete because I was totally planning on taking part. And then yeah. I retired. So I didn't fill in the forms for being an official or any sort of manager, yeah. which I would have done if I had planned in advance Yeah. or not retired. You know yeah. what I mean? If I had yeah. retired before, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I sort of hope they give me a job doing something because I'd like to. I'd like really like to be part of Team Northern Ireland and help oh, yeah. the people do well. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, we have some good triathletes in Russell White and James... Hopefully he's getting picked. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who they'll pick on the girl's side and I don't know if they'll take a relay. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, right. Do you see yourself in that sort of role now, obviously with coaching and stuff, but um, I don't know if ambassador, well, I guess an, an ambassador for the sport in a sense. Um, do you see yourself in that kind of role now or moving into that kind of role? Um, I suppose I'd like to be. I don't know whether if that's what I see myself as or if other people see me as, but... Um, 
uh, I learned so much from triathlon and had so much fun and mm. you know I wasn't burned by the sport I still have plenty that I want to do and give back and whatever yeah. you want to call it and you know I, I, I just yeah I, I enjoy it and it was it was what gave me so much pleasure when I was um, growing up being sporty and um, yeah I'd, I'd like to do some coaching and help some people out and do yeah. what I can and yeah. whether that's a proper job or helping people out when I can yeah I, I don't know and I'll, I'll do whatever yeah just see how yeah how just, it pans I, I, out. I do like I enjoy coaching and um yeah. I'd really like to do it but it's not the sort of thing where you just go okay I'm coaching that's it yeah exactly sort of, if, if you want to do that you have to build up a squad and build up relationships and mm -hmm. you don't just randomly walk in somewhere and go okay I'm gonna coach you all yeah yeah it doesn't work like that you yeah. know you, if you, this is what you want to do you have to take patience and it takes time and you have to help some people out and if that means helping some people out and having a job on the side and yeah that's sort of what I'm doing yeah right and not every elite or professional athlete is a good coach I would agree yeah <laughs> just because you're a good coach good athlete doesn't make you a good coach yeah I think there's much more to it than that but yeah. also I think there's probably a lot of athletes that are good coaches too yeah um I, I think yeah as I say there's more to it than that um I think having a good relationship with people, being a good communicator, having empathy, yeah. you know, understanding what you're doing, um, all those things. Yeah. Hello, airplane. Um, <laughs> I think uh, the plane goes over everyone's house <laughs> who lives on the Gold Coast, right? Kulangata Airport, probably. Oh, okay. I love you know the flight paths. Brilliant. Well, it's down that way. It's not that far away. Yeah. All right. I'll take you over. Oh, yeah. No, that's where I flew into, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a straight road up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that's probably just took off when he's going that way. Yeah, yeah. Or else he's coming down. Yeah, I felt like he was going that way. Everyone can see us pointing. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, how do you go with uh, retiring from being a professional athlete in terms of you know having to do s certain sessions and stuff, and then just turning that into more of exercise as opposed exactly. to exactly. Oh my goodness. Tough? Yeah, no. I find it fascinating. I'd heard, I had heard of this concept called detraining at one stage. And yeah. I was like, what a pile of <laughs> you can nonsense. <laughs> but no, I work at a good school. Um, <laughs> so, um, um, <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, train of thought. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come back to me now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forgot. Oh, detraining. Yeah. So the concept of detraining and, um, yeah, I was like, yeah, that's just so ridiculous. Why? Like, you know, you retire, you retire, that's it. But you know, I was injured and I still was swimming and I still was cycling and I couldn't do so much running. Um, but you know, I still liked being outside in the sunshine and I still liked swimming and it was social and it got me out of the house. And to yeah. be honest with you, just the biggest part of your life is exercise. Yeah whether you want to call it training or exercise or whatever it is, swimming, yeah. cycling, running. And, um, you know, that's what gets you out of the house. And maybe if you're in full-time triathlon mode, you don't leave the house for anything other than going swimming, cycling and running. Yeah. You know, someone else does the whatever and you have a social engagement once a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you don't have that anymore, you are literally not going to get out of the house. Yeah. So, um, yes, yeah, I, I kept swimming and I enjoy swimming and I've always swam, like even when I was... Um, at uni I still swam and that sort of thing so um, I still swim with a squad twice a week and I still like getting out on my bike and then 
I realized when I was helping out these kids who are up and coming that they're actually quite fit and I need to be reasonably fit to stay keep up with them yeah right so part of my new motivation to stay on my bike is to keep up with the kids that I'm helping out with yeah so um whilst at one stage I was just doing easy rides to get some coffee and some banana bread <laughs> and that was a motivation the motivation has now changed to being able to keep up with the kids yeah right so, yeah do they there's, there's motivation in there yeah and that's the thing apart is from just, just getting out of the one. house yeah yeah and, and I enjoy from... it and yeah there's yeah. more to it than yeah and more to it than coffee and banana bread but that is a big part. <laughs> Let's make that very, very clear. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. Motivations change, right? So yeah. it's you just got to find that new yeah. carrot that you're, you're chasing or whatever. Yeah. Um, we're going to wrap things up in just a sec. I don't think I warned you that this is about an hour-long podcast. Uh, whatever. I'm sitting here chatting. Yeah. I don't I, think my husband's called me yet to say where are you or anything. No. Nope. No, you're good. Uh, I've turned my phone off, so I don't know if anyone's trying to contact me, but doesn't matter. I want to give you my undivided attention. Oh. Are you just looking at the photo of my dog? Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty handsome, <laughs> I know. isn't he? <laughs> I see him on Instagram a lot. I can't help it. I'm that dog person. Yeah. I swore I never would he be. He threw the ball and then he goes around the room and comes and gets it and you keep doing it and it's really funny. Yeah. And you just sit there giggling. <laughs> you and Brett. You're, and he's like, stop doing that to the dog. Yep. And you're like, I can't help it. It's so much fun. <laughs> and it entertains people. Yeah. The people want it. Yeah. I used to have a series called When Henry Attacks. Oh, yeah. And I would get Henry to jump on Brett while he was not <laughs> expecting it. I'm bringing it back because it's funny. Yeah. I'll show you a video later. It's oh, on YouTube. Do. Uh, I've lost my train of thought now. That's okay. Um, no, lastly, I just want to start because this is all about, well, we're all about women in triathlon. This podcast isn't so much. But what I do want to wrap this up with is you're obviously in a position now where you're working with kids, you're working with the, the, the future of the sport. What's, what's one of the most important things that you think that you can teach them? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's Actually, a deep I one to... thought about that one before you give it to me. Um, <laughs> we can cut out the 20 minutes it takes yeah, yeah. for me to think of an answer. <laughs> give it to me again. What's the most important thing that I can teach them? Yeah. There's just so many things that you can't teach people that are really important, like the love of the sport. That you can't teach the love. Yeah, yeah right. Well, that's a good answer. Do you know, I don't want to teach people to love it. Yeah. You, you love it or you don't love it. Yeah. And I want people to have love because I've created a loving environment. Do you know, it, it has <laughs> to be fun. It has to be doing it because they want to do it I, I yeah. try not to force all my opinions or tell them what to do I try to give them lots of questions and get them to tell me why they're doing something if I tell them to do something a certain if I want them to do something a certain way I'll ask them about why they're doing it their way and is there any other ways they could do it so they're taking ownership so that they feel That's it's cool. their thing that they're doing and yep. um, you know I'm just someone who helps along the way I'm not a, a, a dictator yeah and um yeah I don't want it to be like that and I you know when you were young maybe swim coaches are it's very much a dictatorship if you go to a swim club yeah and maybe it has to be that way and with some kids you have to be a little bit more dictatorial than mm -hmm. others and yeah, coaching's really nice like that because you have different characters and different people who learn in different ways and um yeah as a teacher I learned that too and yeah. um some people need more feedback than others and some people I I get them to have their own little learning experience and it all just comes back to being fun and if they want to be there I'm happy yeah 
great answer. Oh, I don't know if I went off on tangent there, but maybe you were looking for a tangent. I do love a tangent. <laughs> I'm bang up for a tangent. Um, but that's led me to want to ask another final question. Yeah. Um, so, so from this change, from retiring and becoming a coach and doing everything you're doing and your ethos, I guess, from what you, you've just created an ethos from oh, that last okay, question. Okay, great. Yep. Brilliant. Loving environment. Yep. <laughs> what have you learned about yourself? Oh, my goodness. Oh, we got um, real I deep. used to think I had no patience whatsoever. Mm. But I don't know if I'm learning some patience or, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've, I've gained. That's something I've gained or I've got better at. Because um, mm. you definitely need patience for working with kids. Um, and adults. Dogs, okay, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I'm being very patient with what, you right now. What no. have I learned? What have I learned about myself? Mm. yeah not that much more than that do, but do you do you see you said patience and yeah. you, that's increased but do you think that's the major difference from being an elite athlete where you do it needs to be very much about yourself oh, b- being an elite athlete is so selfish it's ridiculous you yeah. know you are the selfishest person in the world yeah. nothing else matters emails don't matter texts don't matter what your parents are doing at the weekend doesn't matter Mm-hmm. You are swimming, cycling, running until you get all your training done. You've ticked all your boxes. Then you can do all the other things, you yeah. know, and it's such tunnel vision when you're in that frame of mind. And maybe people think that's really awful of me to say that, but that's just reality. If you uh, want absolutely. to be a good athlete. Yeah. And, um, yeah, now you've been able to see a little bit more and have some more time with family and, you yeah. know, have a bit of a life and do things that I've always wanted to do and, you know miss a training session that's not really a training session anymore if I but then do you know what you always just feel bad anyway you just want to go and do something (laughs) yeah 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 well it's a nice feeling to want to go and do something as opposed to having to do it yeah 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 it's a good feeling yeah now you have to go have some banana cake bread banana bread yeah (laughs) <laughs> thank you so much for spending over an hour thanks so much for me. having me and i hope you don't have to edit too much nonsense out and <laughs> cut half of it no nah. okay i'm sure it'll be fine okay we'll see you soon oh, thank you <laughs>